to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? To all the school kids going on strike for climate change, you're the first generation who've required air conditioning in every classroom. You want TV in every room and your classes are all computerized. You spend all day and night on electronic devices. More than ever, you don't walk or ride bikes to school, but you arrive in caravans of private cars that choke suburban roads and worsen rush hour traffic. You're the biggest consumers of manufactured goods ever and update perfectly good, expensive luxury items to stay trendy. Your entertainment comes from electric devices. Furthermore, the people driving your protests are the same people who insist on actually inflating the population growth through immigration, which increases the need for energy, manufacturing and transport. The more people we have, the more forest and bushland we clear. The more of the environment that's destroyed. How about this? Tell your teachers to switch off the aircon. Walk or ride to school. Switch off your devices and read a book. Make a sandwich instead of buying manufactured fast food. No, none of this will happen. Because, the piece says, you're selfish, badly educated, virtue-signalling little turds inspired by the adults around you who crave a feeling of having a noble cause while they indulge themselves in Western luxury and unprecedented quality of life. Wake up, grow up, and shut up. <laughs> You're a turd. <laughs> Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I thought that that would just be a fun intro. It was just funny to watch him call her a turd. I don't know. I, I got a kick out of that myself. It has literally has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about today. But I found the video and thought it was it was entertaining. Well, there's been a lot going on. Uh, AOC is in therapy <laughs> because of uh, the trauma she suffered during the January 6th supposed insurrection on the Capitol, which she wasn't even at. So that's interesting and stupid to say the least. I mean, this girl's just a pathological liar. Anything she says, she's just full of it. There's nothing that she says or does of any meaning other than having some comedic value to it. That's about it. The Senate's still pushing forward, though, to try to create a 9-11 style uh, committee to go over what happened January 6th and to do further investigating into it. It's highly unlikely that it's going to pass due to the fact that you need at least 10 Republicans to side with the Democrats. Otherwise, the filibuster comes into play and it dies right there, which is more than likely what's going to happen. Naturally, Romney, Collins, they're going to vote against the conservative values and want to continue to try to beat down Donald Trump because they are rhino Republicans. It's not a real big surprise. Joe Biden, the Daily Wire reported... Joe Biden met with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates while he was vice president. 
New reports surfaced late Monday that alleged records from a laptop belonging to Hunter Biden, son of Joe Biden, appeared to show that Joe Biden met with foreign business associates of his sons while he was vice president in the Obama administration. Joe Biden reportedly met his son's business associates from Ukraine, Russia, and Kazakhstan at a dinner in Washington, D.C. on April 16th, 2015. The next day, Hunter received an email from Vadimi, oh Lord, Pozharsky. I probably butchered that name very badly. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you now. Uh, an executive of the Ukraine energy company Burisma to thank him for introducing him to his father. It read, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Uh, it's really an honor and a pleasure. At the time, Burisma was paying Hunter Biden $83,333 a month to sit on its board. Joe Biden is a no-good, dementia-riddled, lying piece of trash. He told everybody he had never met with his son's business partners. He had nothing to do with them. If you're a Democrat, you should be outraged. These people keep showing you who they are. You must pay attention. It's nonstop. Same thing applies with COVID. Look at the news right now. Now it's okay to say that COVID possibly came from the Wuhan lab. Now, all MSM is saying it's okay to say that and that we need to look into it. Even Facebook, Zuckerberg, is now allowing you to post things that would suggest it possibly came from a lab. Everything they do is a lie. Everything Trump said, they turned around on him. He said Joe had dealings with Ukraine. They lied and said, no, he didn't. There's no evidence of it. Here's the evidence. It's coming out. With the China virus, Trump said that he believed it came from the lab, that it didn't come from bats. They all made fun of him, made it look like all of us were wearing tinfoil hats, like we were some type of uh, crazy people and conspiracy theorists because we believed and bought into it, or we actually had a little bit of common sense and said, hey, it looks like it probably came from that lab. They're studying it anyways, so there's a really high chance that it got out of the lab. But no, we're crazy for it, right? They didn't want to do any investigating into it. Now they are, but there's a catch. Joe has even admitted to the news media outlets he may not make the findings public or give you redacted versions of what they actually find. So at the end of the day, if you're a Democrat or you're a moderate or you're on the fence, just pay attention to all the lies that are coming front and center now. Everything that these people tell you is a lie. Oh, we, we are just in such a bad spot in the United States right now. It's scary. But we've been here before. Currently right now, you know, in the Senate, they're trying to pass the police reform bill. They're going to call it the George Floyd bill or whatever. It looks like both parties agree on the majority of the bill. The one part that the Republicans want out would be the ability for citizens to sue police officers directly, not sue the department or the city. They're going to sue the cop as an individual. That would be disastrous. You're not going to have any police officers. Who would want to do that job knowing that anybody you arrest, anybody, somebody you pull over, that even if they're acting erratic, you know they're going to come after you legally, saying that you were targeting them, saying that you're racist or whatnot. No one's going to put up with that. 
you can kiss police goodbye, and then it's truly going to be lawless. So that would be extremely bad if this actually makes it through. You would hope that the Republicans stand their ground and make sure that does not happen, and they protect our men in blue. But it's ain't the first time. Back in the 70s, the 70s were wild. You know, um, I, I'm a big believer in we live in circles. People tend to live in circles. Families tend to live in circles. History absolutely repeats itself. And in the 70s, we were going through very much a lot of what we're going through right now. In the 70s, inflation was like it is right now. Once you get to around 2% inflation, at that time, the correct thing to do would be to raise interest rates to start raining in the cash. Then you destroy the cash, help the economy boom, and then inflation goes back down. Well, we just had our report come out. And it more than doubled that. It came out at 4.2%, which supposedly shocked a whole bunch of people. So we're going into hyperinflation. In the 70s, 1973, inflation was at 7.1% during that decade. There is some debate on what the actual inflation number is to what we feel as consumers. Uh, It gets technical, the breakdown, and ultimately, you know, these formulas are a little bit all over the place. There's not one set formula to get there, but we're feeling an impact of somewhere around 11 to 13%. And they were feeling around 16% in the seventies. So we're having that issue again, police officers under attack, just like they're attacking police officers in the Senate right now and all over the country, how they're trying to defund the police and they're vilifying the police and the police are under attack. We're hearing about police officers being shot at, being ambushed all the time. It happened in the 70s as well. I ended up going and looking up some old newspaper clippings to see exactly what was happening in the 70s. Uh, and one of the more important things that I ended up noticing, and I'm sure you're going to notice as I go through these, are the cities. San Francisco, in addition to the police attack, an unexploded bomb was found earlier this month in the barracks at the Oakland Army Base housing soldiers bound for Vietnam. The same day, a second bomb was discovered in a moving freight train headed for a large oil refinery in Martinez. Denver, in addition to school buses, targets in Denver have included House of District Judge and a white conservative member of the school board. Tuscan, Arizona, A dynamite charge exploded last month on the sidewalk in front of a building containing four local draft boards. All windows were broken. Detroit, policemen estimate 30 incidents in the last year, including dynamite attacks on two police stations, two draft boards, and Army recruiters, and an Army vehicle was also hit with little damage. Explosions also occurred at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor in a building containing the ROTC, the Institute for Science and Technology, and the Central Intelligence Agency. Madison, Wisconsin. Late September, $25,000 worth of damage was done by a bomb planted in a National Guard armory. In December, several University of Wisconsin buildings were attacked, including a campus landmark, an old red brick gym that housed the ROTC, Seattle, outside the university, the home of State Senator Fred Doerr, who lived on the fringe of a largely black central district, was badly damaged last month. Senator Doerr soon moved to another part of town. 
Stores throughout the black area have been attacked, including one owned by a merchant who had shot an armed intruder. New York, 93 explosions of various spots were reported in 1969. In addition, the police reported 19 explosive devices and 2,587 threats. For 1968, the police reported 81 explosions, 1,094 threats, and 10 unexploded devices. The mysterious bombings in New York and Maryland this week are only the latest in what appears to be a rising wave of such incidents across the nation. The bombings have been a problem for at least a year, but they appear to have accelerated in recent weeks, causing sharp concern among citizens and investigative agencies in widely scattered cities throughout the country. In Seattle, for instance, there were 32 bombs in the last year, with more than two-thirds of them coming in the last four months. The damage in Seattle alone was estimated by investigative agencies at more than $600,000 in San Francisco. The police reported 62 bombings in the last year with the pace increasing in the last month. On February 16th, the bomb exploded inside the police station, killing one officer and wounding five others. Five days earlier, a bomb detonated in the parking lot of a police station in Berkeley, injuring two police officers. In Chicago, a large dynamite charge was found last September in the telephone booth in the Civic Center housing court and local government offices. On October 6th, a bomb destroyed a statue erected in the memory of several policemen killed in the Haymarket Square riot of 1886. So now, first and foremost, I would like to point out, all the cities you heard are blue cities in blue states. You didn't hear anything that's predominantly a red state or a staple red state. Everything is in, once again, democratically run cities. You know that in the late 60s and early 70s, we were also having race problems as well. That's when there was a real big fight for equality, uh, not equity, and police officers were under attack. Not to mention the Vietnam War, which a lot of these radical groups disagreed with. And I'd say most conservatives are not real fond of wartime, but Democrats love war. So that was something I wanted to point out because I don't know what it is about the human condition or human beings in general that we don't learn from the first go round. We have to do things repetitively, but We tend to do that. So we are living in a cycle. I would say one stark difference between their times versus our times now is they obviously had Marxists back then. They had Weather Underground and Black Panthers and a lot of different Marxist groups back then. Um, But you had many more moderate Democrats that were still willing to fight for America because they believed in America as an institution, as a country. They actually love the country. They just had a different point of view than we as conservatives have. So they were there to put their Marxists in check. I mean, in the seventies, Bernie Sanders was running for office and he's an open, yeah, you can call him a socialist. He's open communist. Anybody that fancies honeymooning in communist Russia is a communist, but they still had people there to keep him in check. Now, there's nobody putting them in check, not on their side of the aisle. We are trying to put them in check from our side of the aisle, and it's not working out so great because currently they hold all the pieces to the puzzle. You know, they have the presidency, the House, and the Senate, so it's hard to keep them under control. Back then, people like AOC, Ilhan Omar, all them, they wouldn't have been able to get through. 
even on their side of the aisle, because they're way too radical for Democrats back then. But nowadays, they're doubling down. The Democratic side has accepted this new radical ideology. They've accepted their Marxists, and this is where we're at. I still think ultimately we're going to win this fight. Maybe it's a fool's dream, but I am hopeful that ultimately we'll win back the House and Senate in 2022. Everything will settle back down. Uh, And I think that America will endure. I certainly believe we're going to go through some hard times between now and then. But I think that ultimately we will endure. We will survive. Because let's face it, uh, depending on your age, if you have kids, we have to. We have to stand up and fight and we have to survive. So you got to hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. You know how the old sayings go. Brett Bart had a uh, article that came out. <laughs> CNN's Don Lemon says Republicans are the party of anti-Semitism. <laughs> if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black, or in this case, isn't that Democrats doing what they do best, which is accuse you of what they're actually doing? I have not heard any Republicans or conservatives going after Jews. We're all in support of Israel. We're all attacking Palestine. <laughs> we, we want to support Israel. We want to fund them. We want to make sure that they're armed. We want to make sure they're protecting their people. We're not the ones out in the street attacking Jews. We're not the rappers, talk show hosts, celebrities, even uh, congresswomen that are out there making anti-Semitic remarks, wanting to get rid of the Jews, bad-talking them. How about the report that I gave you, uh, it was either two or three podcasts ago, um, where you had the uh, actress that came out and said that Adolf Hitler was correct. That's not us. That's not coming from our side of the aisle. But of course, an ignorant statement like that could only come from CNN. And certainly, if it's dumb enough to come from CNN, it would have to come from a lemon. Don Lemon, to be exact. Because that fool thinks that he's so smart that he's going to fool his viewers, which he may. Because I I just, I don't see who watches CNN. I mean, you really got to be something's wrong with you if you believe CNN. CNN is literally the worst of the worst. But only a lemon could get those people to believe that nonsense. (laughs) This is a little side note. Uh, but I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting here doing this podcast and I am literally about to curse because these people are so stupid. They're just so dumb. They get under my skin and I'm about to curse and I'm trying really hard not to, you know, cause I, I don't, this is a family friendly show and I'm certainly not going down that path, but man, they make it hard. And to be perfectly honest and be a hundred percent transparent, There are plenty of times while in mid-stride of recording, a curse word or two may come out and I have to go back and do some severe editing. (laughs) I was thinking about doing on my website when it comes out, uh, once everything kind of gets rolling, doing an additional page, a little extra section of bloopers and kind of put those cuts in there because when I listen to them, I kind of laugh at myself when I get going and I think it would be entertaining for other people to see as well, but that would be... uh, Definitely not something you want to listen to in the car with the kids um, or whatnot. Otherwise, I'm not going to go too much more into Mr. Lemon more than he's an idiot. It's Friday. Thank God. 
TGIF. Go out. Enjoy your weekend. Have a beautiful weekend. Hopefully some of you work at jobs where you have Monday off. You can uh, do something nice for Memorial Day. Keep everybody in mind on that day. You can download my podcast from anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout. I do post it on Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. At Parlor Joe Little. Cloud Hub, Little Joe CC. And Gab, Little Joe's Corner. If you don't see it anywhere there, it'll link you right to it. Otherwise, next week... Friday is the big day. Friday, think of it as Ugly Friday. Because you're going to see something ugly on Friday. So, Friday's the big day. I My website will go live. Uh, the I will be posting the videos up on Rumble and YouTube. And we'll see how long it lasts on YouTube. They may take it down pretty quickly. But at a minimum, it'll be on Rumble. Otherwise, God bless. Have a great weekend. I will see you on Tuesday.